Joining us via telephone, Russ O'Reilly, reporter, Tribune Democrat. Always good material to cover when our friend Russ is with us. Good to have you with us today, Russ. How are you today? Hi, Bill. I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Ah, wonderful. And, of course, uh, a lot of interesting things that you've written about over the course uh, of the last few months uh, since we've talked to you. And, uh, you know, first of all, I know you've covered this story uh, a few times over the course of the last couple of months, but I see those uh, uh, asphalt plant signs all over Richland. And honestly, Russ, I didn't know what they were all about. Um, but now I have a pretty good idea uh, because you've been uh, talking to people on uh, many sides of this issue. And uh, maybe you could tell our listeners what this is all about and what you've covered with this. Sure. Well, Quaker Sales uh, Corporations wants to build a, a $10 million asphalt plant in Richland Township uh, just off of Mine 37 Road. Uh, it's at the intersection of Mine 37 Road and Eisenhower Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And uh, this plant would replace their existing asphalt plant and uh, it's West Taylor Township uh, in the Johnstown area, and the, the current plant is right by the sewage treatment plant for the, for the region. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anyway, they, they, it's an old plant. They want to re- replace it with new technology, and they selected this site off Mine 37 to build. And, and the reasons why they chose that site are, are, are still kind of being hashed out in zoning hearing uh, board meetings and at the Richland Township Municipal Meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, at the last meeting, uh, which was last week, I think, part of the discussion was about the other sites that Quaker Sales has explored because there are a, a lot of people who don't want this asphalt plant near their homes in, in Richland Township. Mm-hmm. There's a little league field across the, the uh, intersection right. of Eisenhower Boulevard. There are many homes uh, within uh, half a mile or a mile, two miles away from this plant that all worry about uh, uh, fumes, yeah. emissions co- reaching them, uh, noise reaching them, and just the site of the plant and its towers and its silos. Yeah. So uh, the, the company said it did consider um, a, a an, an area near the, the airport, and um, I think another one in the manufacturing district of Richland, which is near the, the, the I Solomon Run Road. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they, they settled on on this area of Mont 37 Road, and the details of that are still kind of coming out. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, the issue is the township ordinance doesn't explicitly prohibit the construction uh, or the operation of an asphalt plant in the area where it proposes, but it, it at the same time it, it requires a special exception yeah. to add it to the list of things that could be going on there. Interesting. There can be variances for for yeah. tower the tower height and everything else, mm-hmm. and it, this is being really fought fought uh, tooth and nail um, by uh, a lot of people who mm-hmm. live in, in the area. These signs that I'm talking about. Uh, seemed to uh, creep up a few months ago before I even knew what was going on here with this. And as somebody who grew up in West Taylor Township, I'm, I'm very familiar with what uh, Quaker Sales does. And I'm sure 
that with new technology and uh, a bigger space and also an area that would to me seem to help in in advertising you know you know to me it would also boost their presence i mean that's a that's a primo spot right there mine 37 road in eisenhower obviously when these signs start showing up there are many many people against this it's interesting to see how all this all this plays out. Has there been a bigger gathering of, of people who are against this? Because I never even thought about that, about the ball field. And literally, uh, you know, thousands of people throughout the course of a summertime, spring summertime, are there to play baseball and softball and other activities there too. I could see this controversy becoming something a little more intense even. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there has been a traffic study um, that came back uh, from from the company saying that you know that there would be minimal traffic associated with this mm. um, and and that wasn't uh, really trusted uh, by or, or people treated that with suspicion like really you're gonna have trucks and it's not going to make any difference but um, you know they went through a formula and they hired a contractor and the pen dot was involved yeah the quicker sales though I mean they've been in the area for 80 years maybe maybe yeah. maybe more I mean mm-hmm. this is a company that's, that wants to be in Johnstown right. and wants to continue its, its future in Johnstown interesting and uh, they, they said they want to be uh, good neighbors mm-hmm. uh, they they live in the community uh, it's, it's a family-run business the Overdorfs uh, run it and they live in the community, and they said they want to be good neighbors. They go to church here. They they uh, uh, own homes. Well, you know what? Please keep us abreast of situation here with this. Uh, it's it's an interesting story that uh, keeps on uh, developing. As is uh, a few weeks ago, Russ, you wrote about uh, 219 South. 219 South and the expansion of road has been something that's been talked about for decades within this region. And I noticed this with a drive down to the Maryland border not long ago. I did a little trip with my daughter and uh, seeing how that uh, highway turns back into a a, a two-lane road, um, you know, stretching from, you know, just outside of Myersdale into uh, uh, Salisbury to the Maryland border. a lot of people, I'm sure, are still concerned uh, about trucks traveling there. But there's also another side of this argument. There's many people that probably don't want to see this turn into a four-lane for that stretch, I'm sure, right? Well, for the people I think who don't want uh, this to happen is that it requires them to turn over their property for it to be constructed. Mm, mm, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of farmland acreage and forest acres that people use for hunting and for recreation and uh you know they're they're a hard kind of synchronous plans for PennDOT have this thing going right through their their property and so while it it would take uh, heavy truck traffic off of 219 and give it this you know four-lane highway to use instead of uh kind of like curvy snaky uh old route 219 from the border of Maryland to Myersdale. Mm-hmm. This is it's still something that's uh, it's like seven mile section of of highway that kind of just runs through that that area. It does it. You know, there's a lot of talk about the economic impact that it would have on the region. Uh, at the same time, it just kind of like runs right through uh, Salisbury. But yeah, it's turning over property is something that people are, won't readily do. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, they're they're kind of. I mean, they're willing to do it. They're they're going to get paid for it. They uh, that was something they were worried about. But PennDOT assured them that you know, they're going to fairly compensate them for it. It's uh, you know they, they have an appraisal process, uh, uh, just like a, a private real estate transaction, and uh, you know they'd be taken care of. But right. it's like I mean, they're, some of them people's attitudes about it range from this is big government sticking it to the little people yeah. to yeah, I don't like it. I, I do what I. Well, is it good for the region? Yeah, but do I want it to go for my property? No, right. but it's going to happen. So you know, I, as, as long as I get, you know, treated fairly, uh, okay, you know, let yeah. it happen. But yeah, it's, uh, just a ton of pros and cons. I always tell the story like any time traveling two nineteen, but <laughs> but when I was a kid, my grandma who lived in uh, uh, Old Somerset Pike would make the trip once a month down to Grantsville on uh, take that 219 south to you know to purchase to purchase cigarettes to you know to, to save on the tax <laughs> on the cigarette tax and just how that journey I just remember as a kid just how long it was to go from you know from where she was in uh, old Moonlight Park Road along Somerset Pike driving through you know Myersdale and and Salisbury which is a charming community in into Grantsville which is which is also a very beautiful beautiful town as well um, but now that that has become a highway most of the way, man, that really cuts the trip down considerably. But my own personal experience lately has has been almost running out of gas going from uh, uh, Myersdale to Grantsville because I always because I always thought there was a you know a gas station somewhere in Salisbury. But after Myersdale, you, know, <laughs> you oh. better gas up, man. <laughs> But this might change things. But it is interesting, you know, as you say, all the differing perspectives on this. Because, you know, again, I know some people that would argue, boy, that takes the charm away from these communities whenever you expand the road. But there's also been, you know, some considerable danger with, you know, with trucks on those uh, on those two lane roads as well. So good debate, you know, I think on on. Uh, on both sides, always an interesting story. Whenever you're talking about that region of uh, of uh, Laurel Highlands area, yeah, and then they said there's also PennDOT uh, did a study um, that uh, about businesses, and, and apparently businesses would benefit greatly from uh, having that that new highway there mm-hmm. and uh, increase their pool of uh, potential employees that way. Yeah another one we'll see how all this all this plays out if this saga you know continues uh you know for years as it has been we've talked about uh the 219 expansion back in the jack martha days even russ o'reilly the tribune democrat joining us now and uh, as we talk about business great story on on, on a johnstown landmark and uh that's george's song shop what a rarity uh, that is in today's world, and what a gem we have in this community with John George in that record shop. Yeah, well, uh, apparently vinyl is making a comeback. Awesome. And that's what uh, I spoke with George about. Mm-hmm. And so we, we talked about his records, we talked about the, the bands that have passed the test of time, and, you know, the Beatles, uh, Led Zeppelin, um, a bunch of others, and the, the new names that are coming up on on, on vinyl records. And amazing, he you know he's he's been doing this for sixty years, and then his father before that 
he's a staple in Johnstown mm-hmm. with such a, a wealth of knowledge about music and and records, and he has so many records in his store. It was really kind of a, a, a national, like Associated Press story about that how this story came to be. It was like uh, re- you know records are making a comeback, mm-hmm. um, and to have. George's song shop right here in town to talk with. I mean, there's no, it's the, the oldest store in America, mm-hmm. oldest record store in America. No, no better place to, to to take this store, you know, and, and, yeah. and uh, dig into it. Yeah, really. You know, five floors of records and, and, you know, I mean, that guy has pretty much stored everything. I, anytime I've gone in there, it's just amazing to me how he knows where to find stuff, you know what I mean? Like from rarities yeah. and stuff that he's gotten in. And we're talking about old 45s, you know, you know, talking about the B-sides of hit records. Mr. George reminds me of, of a time probably generations ago where this was, this was the norm. This is what you got. And uh, just the fact that it remains, as you say, in this community, we're very fortunate to have this around these parts. And, you know, for anybody listening to this conversation that's never been in that shop, I think you would be just amazed at, uh, you know, what you would find. And, and uh, talking to Mr. George also, I mean, he's just a wealth of wealth of information that you you know that i could easily talk hours with and so that's why i I believe that was a real that was a real fun story you told there yeah a a bunch of people uh said they enjoyed reading that one yeah russ o'reilly the tribune democrat one more thing with you here russ if you don't mind while i have you here i I participated in the uh winber 125th anniversary weekend um, what a tight knit community. This is something that I've, I've learned now that I've lived in that region now for the last 15 years. My kids have both graduated from Winber High School. There's a lot of community pride, uh, around these areas of the Laurel Highlands, but it is especially true in Winber. Yeah. I mean, it was built by coal miners, uh, 125 years ago. And, and today it, it, it's still a close knit community of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, this celebration was great for everybody to get out and and uh, you know, enjoy each other's company and the weather and, yeah. and some live music. And, yeah, it was just it, 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 I was only there to cover it, but it seemed like a fun time. Yeah, I tell you, um, just the, the musical entertainment with a great variety of, of performers uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, Johnson Symphony was also involved. That was that was really nice. And then the parade on on Saturday, I uh, uh, took part in. I had no idea that parade was going to be so big and involved so many area groups and businesses. They really did a um, a fantastic job. All that put this together. And also, I want to give a special uh, congratulations to. Um, the queen and, and, and king of uh, the weekend, that's Adeline York and Matthew Bloom. Uh, obviously, two local kids who wrote essays uh, about growing up in, in Winber, right? Yeah, you know, these two kids, just you know, recent graduates from Winber, uh, and and really expressed in their essays how proud they were of their town and, uh, and the people in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I both had, really had a positive positive outlook that they that uh, uh, they wanted to share with people yeah just wonderful uh, uh, Adeline I know the family uh, and Adeline well uh, she's uh, uh, 
uh, from uh, New Ashtola. Uh, and, you know, as I said, a real, real tight-knit family, real tight-knit community. Matthew, uh, congratulations to him as well. But just so impressive and, and just the history of, of the region and, and the community pride is very, very, very special around these parts. And, uh, you know, glad to see them uh, get, get that uh, mention from you there. Russell O'Reilly, reporter, Tribune Democrat, always enjoy talking business and uh, other things with him. A great subject matter today, Russ. Uh, greatly appreciate your time. As always, look forward to the next conversation. Thanks so much for your time today. Hey, thanks, Bo.